This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast covering Ipswich Town since 2015. I'm Richard Woodward and you are tuned into the flagship show available each week on audio and video. And joining me today, two gentlemen who know, oh, easy for me to say, eh? who need no time to gel and are always at peak match fitness, Craig Fimbo and Dave Diamond. Gentlemen, how are we doing, Craig? We'll start with you. You're smiling. You have to smile, don't you? God, yeah. Well, you know, it's the end of it's the end of my summer holiday. I've had two weeks annual leave, so I've managed to squeeze You've been in everywhere. You've... Burton, Cheltenham, God. MK. You know, I've I've seen all the all the goals, all the excitement. You know, the the points flying in, the surging up the table, and yes, yeah, so I've got to go back to work on Tuesday, full of the joys of spring. Oh, summer. fun times! And Dave, how are you? Any any adventures yeah, off the years? Yeah, no, I'm good. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm off. I'm, I've got two weeks holiday to look forward to oh. now, as from next as from next weekend. So I'm looking forward to that. But um, I was just trying to think, I'm trying to link everything to a film, and I think probably Groundhog Day is that. Yeah. Is that, <laughs> Except in ground, well, there's the bit in Groundhog Day like for the first, I don't know, forty or fifty instances of the day he's repeating. It just gets worse and worse to the point where he's in the bath with the toaster and you know standing out. There's a bit where it turns and he starts. Yeah, true, true. And he catches enjoying himself. Yeah. yeah, definitely at the moment, toaster in the bathtub, I think. Um, Good Lord, yes. Still time to turn it around. Like, that's the <laughs> way to start. <laughs> Listen, I'll lift the energy. We'll, oh. we'll lift the energy. Oh, um, I've got the whole yeah. of Sunday to look forward to now with that in the back of my head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, let's let's move things on. Let's talk about some news. And I was trying to find a good, let, let me, I've got, I have a running order. I, I screwed up the running order on Friday for the pre-match show, but I'm, I'm on it today. Let's start with something that's interesting in the news and not necessarily about football. Um, I think it's tonight and we will put the podcast out Sunday night because we're recording it, spoiler alert, on Sunday morning. Is Kieran Dyer makes an appearance in Celebrity SAS, Who Dares Wins tonight. 
Um, I don't know whether you guys are fans of this show. Have you seen it before? Do you know the gist of it? I've never watched it, but I did, literally, as when I was downstairs having a cup of tea, I, I saw the trailer for it on Channel Four. I was watching a bit of the Paralympics, and it came up, and you, and I've I've put it on the series link now, so I'm, I'm definitely going yeah, to get too. it because Kieran's on it more than anything else. Yeah. And Terry, Terry Katona, obviously, <laughs> being, being a bit super fan of hers. I remember. I think that coincided with the very maybe in the second year of the pod when he was on. Um, I'm a celebrity. Yeah. And yeah, myself and Ben used to have a discussion every every week on as to how he was doing. It was almost a segment of the show in those early days. But yeah, yeah, I heard him um I heard an interview with him on Radio Suffolk. Apparently he's got pretty close to um the SAS guys and and Middleton and the other guy, yeah. the real you know, the actual Jason yeah, Fox. <laughs> yeah. Foxy. Then he, he said, Yeah, and and Foxy are gonna he's gonna get them down to Portman Road. So um <laughs> so to the training ground. So there you go. I was gonna say he's um, fit as anything. I've got a quote. One of the good things to come out of the show is I still speak to Ant, and I know that Ant is doing a tour. He's coming to Ipswich. He's coming to Ipswich Truck Fest in November. I think Foxy has just announced he's coming in January. I said when he's down in Ipswich, um, ask the club if they'd like to come and speak to the players and the staff. When is <laughs> that January? Think, oh, that's too far away. If you see the I... show, it, w- it will not be nice things that he's got to say. <laughs> It'll be dropping give I... it 50. Do either Fox or Ant know how to coach a four-two-three-one formation? I don't know. Well, they might do it. They might be able to get us to sustain ninety minutes rather than sixty minutes. I think they probably don't. Game. I think probably scare them into playing playing it. I think. <laughs> I've got an injury, boss. No, you don't. No, you don't. You <laughs> just, just your mind, mate. Mind Whish. over matter. Sticking behind the goal, just like pointing to players. <laughs> yeah, I can see you. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, yeah. so Kieran Dyer is going to be um, lifting barrels and standing out in the courtyard in the pouring down of rain. He'll probably have to abseil down a cliff face. Um, he might. I, I, I think they're in All Scotland. Down. So um, I was about to talk about glaciers, but I don't think or glaciers. <laughs> um, so I suspect. Well, it was filmed last autumn, I think, in Scotland. So you never know. Um, so something to keep. Uh, yeah, something to set in your sky planner if you're. Um, um, I want to keep a lookout for Kira. I think he recorded it in between getting the under, just before he got the under 23s job. So, um, so that was filmed quite a while ago. So, um, good luck to Kieran. It's pre recorded. So, we can't vote to keep him in. Um, but, um, he, he said, it took me places mentally that I never thought were possible. Again, I've lived a lot of my young life and it was the most, um, I lived a lot. Yeah, he's obviously got involved in lots of stuff and injuries as well, having to deal with the mental side of that. Um, This was the most demanding challenge of my life. So an interesting roller coaster of emotions to look forward to on Sunday nights. Another person who's had an emotional roller coaster, though, usually going back to Groundhog Day, it's it's the bit in the bathtub. Roy Keane has been um, speaking this week to Gary Neville. Um, we got a sneak peek of this interview a few weeks back when, you know, it was, it was very like um, partridge, like your biggest regret, um, biggest disappointment, Alton Towers. Um, when he said his biggest career regret was was Ipswich Town. We didn't really get a huge amount of context behind that, though I think we could probably understand the reasons why. Um, and um, he's talked, guys, about recruitment being a strength of his at Sunderland and it going wrong at Ipswich. And admittedly lost confidence and had doubts in his 20 months with Ipswich. Um, one of the key things, it would be interesting to get your thoughts on this and something I guess we feared might be the case. Um, a quote, I knew my days were, n- I'm not going to do the accent. Um, I knew my days were numbered when I was explaining to the owner why he's playing right back and why he's playing left back. Um, there you go. I think I, yeah, 
Uh, what else have we got here? Yeah, I had the dreaded chat with Yona when he was in my office and we're on the tactics board. Why is he playing there? And this, and, and you're looking and going, this is not right. Um, any thoughts on, uh, yeah, Kino and that Kino Evans Clegg tripod? That never really, never felt like it worked, did it? It was just no. horrific, wasn't it? It was just a horrific set of, I'll say circumstances, but yeah, it's just, it was quite funny because I remember when he came in, it was, I mean, the massive interest was absolutely huge, wasn't it? Goodness me. And I remember I had a call from a guy, um, a friend of mine in uh, in in, uh, in New York, in the States, who's big, um, uh, He's a yeah, he's American, but a big, big soccer fan. Well, pretty knowledgeable as well. Loves Ipswich. He'd been over to Ipswich from years back. Actually, favourite player was his favourite player was Mickey Stockwell. So there you go. You can see how committed he was there. Yep. And um, he said, "Oh, Roy Keane." He said, um, "And he's Irish as well, so he's big in the Keane." He said, oh, "You'll be that's it, Premier League." So I thought, yeah, well, you're probably right. You know, and you yeah. think, oh, you win the first two or three games, you're all know, back end of that season. You think, here we go, and then. Um, like this season really yeah. <laughs> just never quite never quite got off the ground there and it was just such a bad fit wasn't it goodness me it was awful yeah. you know sure he had a lovely time in the country walking his dogs and stuff like that but yeah. uh, no no not a great yeah. fit was it he says that his recruitment was good at Sunderland. Well, if you're going to spend upwards of two million quid on Priskin and Lee Martin I'd suggest <laughs> that probably may not be the case at uh, Ipswich no no some mitigating circumstances, though, because I don't think he set the fees for either of those players. If you read his book, I mean, obviously, it's going to be his view of things, but I think... The- well, yeah, exactly. I think, And I think that's what you've got to sort of take into account is, you know, if he's on the market for a job at the moment or, you know, intimating he's on the job yeah. on the job market, then he's not going to hardly be saying, yeah, I balls that up, I balls this up, it's all my fault, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And he gives this, you know, he gives this persona. Now, you know, the persona he has on te- telly is quite a jovial character the Mika richards relationship etc etc but you know damn well what it's going to be like behind closed doors in the change room when yeah. he's horrible slinging slinging it's tactic horrible at people and stuff like that you know there's more co- i mean to pick you up on that there's, there's a quote here do i look um he's he's asking himself questions in the third person which um or the first person uh, which is do i look back accent, do i <laughs> I can't do it. I can't. I, I, it would just be rubbish Irish accents. I'm not going to do that. Do I look back at my coaching and my staff and think we've got that really wrong? No. I don't think I was really doing too much different to Sunderland. At Ipswich, what I was doing around the training ground and the pitch, how I dealt with people, I think was one of my strengths. Motivating people. Um, given someone wrote a book called, was it Walking on Eggshells egg or Treading on Eggshells about Keane's time at Ipswich? That feels slightly at odds with maybe the perception of other people, you know. I think pretty much that was his, very much his persona. He sort of managed by fear almost. And, he, and, yeah, some, and we've said this before, you know, like... some players some players need that. You know, some players are so laid back and will respond to that. Others just do need it. They've got the character where they need a, an arm around the shoulder sort of thing. You know, it's, it's, it's just it's just the nature of it. And yeah, he, I think he knew only one way to manage and that was pretty much by by fear and look he set himself such high standards that's that's the problem isn't it as well you know not not necessarily coming from Sunderland where he got promoted but you know the standards set where he was where he played at Man U years before you know that the standards are so high and but you know what and look I don't like the guy but must have been must have found it frustrating I guess you know yeah and uh, you were you looking for the book there on your yeah, I'm sure I've got it behind me somewhere yeah I've got it somewhere yeah yeah, yeah. But the um, thing is, but you heard, you heard from like was it Damien Delaney came out after? Yeah. And I'm sure Owen Garvin's 
come out and said something similar, saying, "Well, these guys idolised him. Being Irish kids growing name? up, they idolised yeah. him. When they actually got to see him in the flesh, he was a nasty bastard to him. Excuse my <laughs> French. And you know, it was completely opposite. And as you'd expect, Roy Keane to be not the one that we're now being told he's like." Don't yeah. think, don't think John Walters idolised him either, did he? <laughs> no. Show us a picture of your vomit. Yeah, boy. come on, John. Don't believe you. Show us it. Prove it. Um, and at least he, he admitted that up. He, he um the worst thing that happened to me, which was I won my first two matches. I mean, the worst <laughs> thing. I won two bloody matches. That's the worst thing that happened. Did he um, not have? Yeah, did he not have one Giovanni? Giovanni yeah. De Santos at the time. Gio yeah. won him two matches. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So maybe it's not so bad. Uh, and then he gave, and then he didn't, it. didn't like. Then he said, um, "I think after that commentary game, did he not immediately come out and said, don't let supporters be fooled by that. We've got no chance of signing him. You forget that. <laughs> that put him on the back foot straight away. Although it was obviously realistic, but yeah. Oh, so there's, it's always good to have some Roy Keane in our lives, but um, yeah, he's always good to talk about. Isn't some he? good value there. Um, and finally, in the news, we do have I do have some news up my sleeve. Might be breaking <laughs> at the point that we um Ooh. we record, so I'll keep that um and use it um in context later on. Um, this is logistical and very boring. Um, but happy to take any views on it. Um, season ticket holders who renewed at the end of the 2021 season got a free cup ticket. Um, that was a that was an offer that was dangled to us. I don't know whether the goalposts have moved a little bit on this one because you uh, you there's, there's one tie that you can redeem it against, and it's the Papa John's Trophy um, against West Ham's under twenty ones on Tuesday the fourteenth of September kickoff seven forty five. Um, please be in your seats thirty minutes before kickoff and all that stuff. I'm thinking about that. Why the hell didn't they just redeem it for the Newport game? Got ten thousand there. We might have got I don't know how yeah. many was there five six thousand. Jeez, we might have got a result. We might have actually got a result. You mean don't know, you know, but uh, um, yeah, odd one. Well, and that's the point, you know. Um, logistical wise, just as light announcements, this is like um, you can um, get them from now until kickoff on the day of the match. Um, but yeah, your thoughts on? I don't recall there being too many caveats about I this. Think, yeah, I think that's naughty. I think that's really naughty of the club because yeah. there wasn't anything come out at the time saying it's going to be an EFL. Papa so John's match. trophy match. It's a cup match, yeah. And as I said, I tweeted, well, I'm saving mine for the fifth round home tie against Liverpool in the FA in the <laughs> FA Cup in like February, whenever it's going to be. Now, no one's going to want to use them. And it's just come out. The, it hasn't really been widely communicated to everyone. There was a tweet come out. Well, you know, what if the 60% of season ticket holders who aren't on Twitter haven't seen that they need to use it for this Papa John's trophy um, cup match? It's just... And it's not oh. as if the, the cost of that cup match is going to be extortionate in any case. You're not saving yourself 25 quid, are you? You'll be saving yourself a tenner by using yeah. it, wouldn't you? Mm. So, yeah, a little bit of, you know, give with one hand and take with the other there. Um, the only other bit of news, is, we, we talked about this on Friday, and just to get your thoughts on this, guys, um, and not in the squad, nice kind of dovetail for getting into the, the, the match from Saturday. Um, Armando Dobra not in the not in the match day squad yesterday or Saturday, um, with a loan um, lined up somewhere. Um, chat about Cole Yu getting a lot stronger over the last few days, but AFC Wimbledon linked, Leighton Orient, Salford. Um, your thoughts about that one? Who wants well, to take that? Do, if we've got Sonia Luca on the bench, mate, do we <laughs> do we need him? Um, yeah, well, you, I can sort of see it in, in both ways. That yes. Ideally, in an ideal world, you'd like him around the squad, you'd like him on the bench to come on for that last 20 minutes, half an hour, you know, and occasionally start. But it's whether he'd he's guaranteed to get 
enough games in a whole season to keep his progression going. If he can go out on loan, ideally to a League One club and get a nailed on 35 games, so starts, then, you know, looking forward, it probably will do him more good than it would do hanging around here and getting 20 minutes here than yeah. everywhere. That's, that's sort of my view. Agree with that, Dave? I think so, yeah. I, I just If it's another League One side, I'm not necessarily seeing him getting 30 starts. You know, he's just got to fight. And I think you said this on your previous show, which I've managed to catch again. Um, Thank you. He, he, that's all right. And he, um, he's just a bit inconsistent, isn't he? He does it in flashes. And, he, you know, he, well, honestly, you can look at the team now and say the majority are like that. But he just does it in flashes and he just leads to deliver. I think, again, that's the point you made, Rich, just for me, more end product. And, yeah, Craig's quite right. Whether that comes with experience of playing games and he gets more more game time away than not just bit starts, which I think he's going to get here, then that can only benefit him. But that's what he needs to that's what he needs to add to his game, just that end product, doesn't he? That's what yeah, Gary Roberts said, didn't he? Gary Roberts said numbers, oh, didn't he? When he was interviewed last week, yeah. wherever it was, he said, yeah. yeah, he just needs to produce the numbers. Or I think it might be yeah. Franny Jeffers, one or the one or the other of the two. Because yeah. he's, he's, he's a great little player, isn't he? Yeah, low centre of gravity. We've seen it, he can do it, but just needs to, yeah, deliver now. Yeah, he's got he's got ability that not a lot of players have. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but as yeah, as we as as you said, um, I think it's one assist in the league, no goals. Goals, um, and that's twenty appearances. Admittedly, a lot of those. He scored. He scored that thumping goal against Gillingham. Gillingham was, in the cup. In the, yeah. in the, in the, in that was in the was that, that was a Papa John's as that well, was wasn't it? It's <laughs> a trophy. Yeah. yeah. So it, it'll be interesting to see what happens um, on the pantomime. Tuesday transfer deadline. He's day, gone. Right? If surely if he's not in the squad yeah. yesterday, he's gone. Is it? He's gone. Um, More, wouldn't be surprised if he ended up Cummings as well. Right. Mm. Well, let's um, let's bring things up to date. Let's ho- head to Portman Road. And team news. Um, probably more interest on the women side. I'm going to cover our faces with the lineups, so we can talk about those. Um, for our opponents, uh, Craig's peeking around the corner there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I can. There's a hand. Um, uh, probably for the first time this season, they've gone for a four 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 two. Um, I think there was. I mean, guys, land of the giants yesterday yeah. wasn't it? that back centre back pairing of um, Hennigan and Nightingale. More on those guys shortly. But Ollie Palmer, Aaron Presley up front. Um, Ollie Palmer six four. Um, so we were expecting them to return four at the back, and but two up front. Um, so obviously fancy their chances for Ipswich. Macaulay Bond missed out with an injury picked up in training on Tuesday, according to Paul Cook, similar to what Connor Chaplin had. And Chaplin's obviously been out for the last four weeks. So um, not wanting to take a risk there for our leading scorer. Um, otherwise, uh, as you were from last week, um, your thoughts on those changes, yeah. guys? Yeah, I mean, that was very disappointing about Bond because obviously he's been in, you know, great for, you know, with the two goals last week, he was, you know, in great form and from what I understand with regard to Chaplin if it is a similar injury that's a hamstring um yeah. and that's the curse of a hamstring again that's that's three weeks you know or we'll say Chaplin's been out virtually a month now um other than that I just thought it pretty much picked itself didn't it from you know he was always I think going to play the team pretty much from last week so yeah no, no surprises for me there really is is that important I mean we're talking about team gelling that's the, the the G word, Craig. Um, even if players are maybe not fit, and more than that, surely it's probably more advantageous if they can play most of the game to keep this consistent selection, is it? Yeah, and get them, get them used to each other still, isn't it? Things like that. The only the only potential, was, I suppose, was the centre midfield. Given the performances last week weren't great, but again, mm. is, is Carol 
completely up to speed to start matches. Probably, probably not. Um, but they're going to the, the Wimbledon team. Those two guys up front, they were huge. They were they were warming up in front of us. And I said, didn't I? Beast, what's happening? These two guys, they're, they're absolutely massive. But to be fair, <laughs> to be fair to Wimbledon, they didn't they didn't bombard no, us. No, no. They, they were still you know playing it along the floor and pay, playing it into them rather than you know smacking it onto their heads. Yeah, we, think, we were. And I think generally the the centre backs cope with them pretty well, didn't they? Generally, open yeah. play. I thought generally they did. You know, much better. It looks a, as we said on the pod last week. It looks a much better balanced left foot, right foot, no matter who. You know, really does. But yeah, in open yeah. play. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll talk more about Coulson, but there was a, he. He obviously oh. went off injured last week, um, and didn't look necessarily up to it. He's he's recovering from COVID. Um, and he started, and and that was a positive. And I and I thought he was really he was excellent, good. really really good, quick, and um, both ends of the yeah. pitch. You know, I I quite like Penny. I don't think Penny's done a lot wrong. I really don't. You know, I think he's had a you know scored a goal, put that to one side. That's what he's there for. But yeah, I thought he's, he's he's had a good start. But yeah, you can see, you could see quite a slight player, but quick and he quick on the tackle, quite quick, both you know in attack and and defence. So yeah, like liked him. But yeah, COVID and that. I mean, you know, spoiler alert. When he later on in the game, he, I think he's just cramps up. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's just his intent, isn't it? Whenever he gets yeah, the ball, yeah, he's, he's looking full, to get full on with it, isn't it? And he's full on. Yeah, really yeah. committed. Yeah, I like yeah. him. Yeah, and like him. You can see why he's, he waited for him. He's yeah, got a trick in his locker as well. You know, he, he yeah. jinked past a few players, didn't he? Yeah. So, um, yeah, good. To, good to see him making an impact there. I mean, yeah. the first fifteen minutes, guys, is is, is largely Ipswich um, leading the way. Um, I mean, Edwards gets in almost <laughs> in the first minute and is blocked out um, out wide. Um, but some back and forth, and and the, the kind of similar story to MK. I think it, certainly Town more dominant and and a little bit more of the ball. But there, there was always the, the threat of a counter attack from the opposition there. Um, a lot of joy down the sides, but possibly the, the the final ball lacking. I think Vincent Young and Wes Burns were getting their eye in, weren't they, for the second half? There was some wayward crossing and you know, a lot of far post balls. 17 minutes, we have the kind of first substantive effort, really, which, which Harper is, hits the, it's a yeah, shot really down the, straight down the, the face of um, San Evan goal. It's nice and easy for him, a good height. Um and and then and then kind of Wimbledon starts to impose a little bit more. Presley gets in, hits hits over the bar in a corner, unconvincingly cleared. And that that threat from the set pieces, we we were starting to see that it's a, it's ominous for what's to come. But you can see what their game plan was. You know, four six foot pluses in that team, and largely in the first half we dealt with that threat. But um, more on that later on. Um, it got to the kind of halfway through the first half mark, the 30 minute mark. And and I reflect on this. I'd be interested to get your thoughts on this as well. Is is, is certainly since La- in comparison to Lambert's Ipswich team, there is a lot more credible threat and uh, intent and purpose about our play. But there is this undertone of self destructiveness, isn't there? Which ultimately, I think, is a consequence. You, you can't just be relentlessly attacking and not leave yourselves a little bit vulnerable at the back. Were you were you picking up that vibe? Did you have that sense of dread at that point? Or were you feeling this might be our day? It's just we're just open, aren't we? It's just when you know we're playing. I mean you can't say it's not entertaining, but it's just very open. That's that's the that's the thing and that's the thing that's that's, that's got to change. It's going forward, we're a delight. When we get it right, I thought <clears throat> particularly first up and, and actually second half, I thought Vincent Young looked a yard quicker. So when when we and Craig saw him play at Burton, he got 
tore a new one by Aikens. He was just off the pace, wasn't he, Craig? Mm. So far yeah. off the pace. But I thought yesterday he looked a yard quicker. You know, he's he's actually squaring up the fullback. And, you know, where in recent weeks he's been, you know, squaring up the fullback and knocking it, you know, knocking it to try and get out on his feet. And he just hasn't had the pace to get that extra stride in and get the ball across. Well, yesterday, OK, maybe the crosses went up the standard, but he was certainly doing that. I thought yeah. I thought he looked he looked a lot better. And him and Burns, I mean, bloody hell, they're literally, excuse the pun, but they've got pace to burn down that <laughs> down that right side. They, they, they really have. But yeah, it's just it's just open. <laughs> I know I totally get it. It is, you know, look great going forward, but then one or two passes, midfields bypassed and they're in. And there was the um I think it was Palmer in the first half, nearly had an identical run to Stockton at Morecambe when he, he looked like he was walking through and someone yeah. I think got in a challenge in the end it came Burgess. it came to nothing. But I was saying, Jesus, this is this is he's walking through again. It's yeah, it's just not quite there, quite right. Is it the same midfield, Craig? Exactly what I was going to say. You say oh. about us being, us being open, but we shouldn't really be open because our, oh. two, central, our two central midfielders <laughs> don't deep. get forward to attack. Yeah, don't get forward to help the attack, do they? And that's oh. one of the things, as you said, Rich, we're very, very good on the on the wings and out wide. And you can see exactly why the, Paul Cook wants his fullbacks to play like wingers and his wingers to tuck in and give them even more space down the outside. But we're, we're creating nothing through the two central midfielders and the number 10, are we? There's no relationship between those three and the, and the striker. There's no, nothing at all currently. It's all very, very reliant on the wide players. And then you're even more reliant on the quality of the crosses coming in. Or I'll pick it. And I also think what it is, they just don't seem to pick up on it. They just don't seem to react to danger, if you want to call it that. They're not reactive enough to me. You know, it's just they're almost on the half turn and, oh, he's gone sort of thing. It's, yeah, yeah not quite, not quite for me. Not and yet. You, and you can sort of forgive... Harper, because Harper's 21 years old and new to the system and new to Paul Cook. Can you forgive 28 or however old he is, 26, 27, 28 year old Evans, who's been playing under Paul Cook and knows the system and is still getting caught out by this? Yeah, and he was unconvincing yeah. yesterday, wasn't he? He really was. Yeah. Again, he's really contributed nothing, really. Yeah, agrees. Um, worrying, worrying. And as, you, and as you said last week, Dave, what's really noticeable is he, he plays on even less of a half turn than Cole Skews used to play. You know, He's, he's literally playing are you, perpendicular, perpendicular <laughs> parallel perpendicular yeah. to the yeah. to the to the goal line. He's yeah, facing which midfield, the goal. That's not a good that's not a good trait for a central midfield player at all. It really isn't. And there were groans coming up and, and you know even Harper was getting annoyed with him. Harper was pinging it into him and it was going backwards to the centre halves. And he, Harper was like clinching it, you know, just turn turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can go forward with it, you know. Well, that central midfield configuration just isn't right. Not working. It's not no. working at the moment. No. I mean, the, the, the key, the, there's two chances towards the end of the, the first half to talk about. Um, I mean, this this starts with a move down the right-hand side, but Fraser and Harper are involved. And I think it's Harper's shot, and there's a header. Oh, kind of so unlucky. Over the bar. That's, that was goal yeah. back, yeah, wasn't, wasn't it? That was Edwards, wasn't it? He had two, didn't he? Had, he, sort of, he sort of scuffed one, didn't he, a little while afterwards. He had a... One that was deflected over with the head, yeah. and then yeah, you know, every one. very similar phrase and knocked it into yeah, yeah, scuffy one, didn't he? Yeah, that, that was a quite off. good chance, I think. That one, yeah, yeah, and that was just in yeah center of the goal as well. Uh, and mm. I've got here the half ended with um, Sanev coming out and doing all. He did this a couple of times, coming out and having a bit of an adventure. Um, Paul Clarence <laughs> ends his, ends with Evans. Oh yeah, he, he fails to harness his inner Jim Jordan against Man United. In I think it was. I think it was the crowd that got to him. There, like, shoot, yeah. and he's, he's left <laughs> high, wide, and, and shanks, not so handsome. Shanks it, yeah. Um, and and that's and that's your lot for the for the first half. Um, I'm and, and 
if we're looking for positives, you know, we've 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 bigged up our our tracking threat down the down the wide positions. You know, that's a that's a tick in the con in, in the pro Paul Cook box. The other for me is we do start the second half with intent. You know, we do come out and try to impose ourselves, and you know, this has worked two matches in a row in in terms of getting getting that early goal or at least trying to get that early goal and it's going to work here we, we've there's an early shot from Coulson who's had a maraud forwards um but Dave um 52 minutes Wes Burns is going to be released into all kinds of space down our right what happened to yeah next? yeah this is this is this it just happened on the right I, I so wanted to see Ed um Edwards get that sort of open space to run into which he just didn't get yet on the left but certainly Burns did on the right and he absolutely the center half sort of pulled out of position i think his nightingale comes across and he absolutely skins him don't he just for pace it's the classic pushes the ball one way runs around the other way and um, by this time he's made about 20 yards so he's he's at um very much an um sort of angle 10 yards out to the right side of the sort of right side of the six yard box well and, and um he's flying at this stage and yeah, there is contact. He just pulls him back. I mean, for where I am, from you know, totally, you're perhaps in front of it, but where me and, me and Craig are at the opposite, sort of diagonally up the opposite end of the ground, he looks. Oh, he goes down a bit dramatically. Oh, yeah, that's just right. run through the keep, but it's a thing. But then when you watch it back, yeah, he just tugs him on the arm and he's flying and he goes down. So it is a penalty. Um, and up steps, um, up steps, Mister Piggott. Um, do, yeah. do you think? Do you think Nightingale should have just nursed him out of play, Dave? Mm. I, think, I think he's so from where hey sorry yeah, yeah, I've, yeah, just, I've just walked all over that crowd, <laughs> yeah, so absolutely, absolutely. I, I thought burns had done one of these ones where the player kicks it out of play and isn't get he isn't picking that uh, yeah. round yeah. and yeah i i didn't really until you see the replay it's difficult where i was in the all center see and that, then the pull and then again you had a much better view of you had the similar view of the penalty to what me and craig had i guess at, at burt fraser's penalty at burton and just looking at piggott's body language just looked like from okay from that end of the pitch but he just looked confident he looked like he was going to score and yeah proper penalty he didn't mess around with it didn't he got hard and yeah hard he did a sideways shuffle that i didn't like though yeah, little, yeah, well, no, yeah, he made the angle didn't he but yeah yeah but it was um yeah it was a, it was a good pen and um I think um, I've got to call you out on this, Rich. I think the terrible work by the keeper, who, you, who I think you mentioned in your in your preview show, is one of an awful, awful attempt to save a penalty. <laughs> <laughs> but that was a good, that was a great pen, yeah. Very confident, and yeah, did the usual, just a small celebration for his against his old against his old club, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and and Craig, <laughs> this um, they didn't learn their lesson, Wimbledon, from uh, <laughs> giving Wesburn space down the right, um, because two minutes later. Um, what happens next on this one? Yeah, well, we sort of said up our, up our corner that, right, we've scored a goal. Let's not concede another one straight away, you know, like we like we did in the previous home game. Um, and Evans picks up, I think, somewhere near the centre circle, doesn't it? Knocks out wide to Vincent Young, who then, as we were saying about Coulson, breaking forward with intent. Vincent Young gets it, doesn't he? And all of a sudden sprints forward 10, 20 yards with it, slides it into... Um, Burns again in pretty much an identical position, and um, yeah, this time he slams it across the across the keeper, roars it in. top corner. Yeah, really lovely. Goal. And and just as it happened, I looked down at Paul Cook, and Paul Cook's jogging up the touchline and punching the air and things like. That. You could just see that that's how he wants his teams to play, and that's how he wants his wide players and his fullbacks to interact. And that was pretty probably a carbon copy goal that he will want to see for the rest of the season, sort of thing. If only we can sort out the. The defensive side of things 
Um, but yeah, it was, it was just, again, as you said, Rich, about the second half and having the intent is having that intent to go again. And we're not going to sit back here on one. We're going to go again. If the opportunity arises, we're going to go again and try and score another one. And Paul Cook said then in his, in his post-match interview that he doesn't want to rest on two now. You know, he wants to make substitutions that get him to three nil and, and four nil and put games to bed. But as we may find out, that may or may not happen yesterday. But yeah, it's it's a lovely goal, and honestly, I'd imagine it's it's a, a textbook Paul Cook goal going forwards. Hopefully, yeah. And as much as everyone said after the first one, let's go and get a second. I'm sure everyone was saying, right, let's get a third. Let's, as you said, let's put this one to bed. And unfortunately, Dave, <laughs> only only moments later when Ipswich now should be either take it going uh, going for the jugular or just soaking up and shutting up shop um Wimbledon are going to get a free kick on our on our left-hand sides it's, it's that old football adage and I know Mick Mills says it and it sounds ridiculous but you know so many people have said it over the years 2-0 is a dangerous score I mean it sounds ridiculous you know 2-0 up you're at home but it's either well you you said do we go for a third it's all it's two nils either that's sort of almost shit or bust type score do we hold what we have or do we, you know, and um, it was just, look, it's the first decision I've ever seen. I've I've seen, sorry. It's the first decision. I think I've seen a linesman give at Portman road for like (laughs) five seasons, you know, fair enough. You know, even then, even for some throw-ins and corners, they're doubtful. They wait for the ref to react, but he couldn't wait to wait. And I thought it was right in front of me. And again, Craig would have had a half decent view of this. I thought Edwards got some of the ball there. I really did. But it was a sliding challenge, slightly from the side, slightly from behind. And again, a bit like the Burns sort of penalty. He was in, you know, the, the Lawrence, I think it was, was in full flow. And the linesman could wait the flag and give it. Uh, to me, that didn't look that didn't look a free kick. Um, but in fairness to you, as I called you out on the goalkeeper, um, Hartigan, it's a, it's a good... It, well, he's a good delivery because he hits it in with pace, unlike some of ours, which we hit him with pace and annoyingly hits the first defender. And it's an odd one, really, because Piggott gets something on the ball. Usually you see, though, when the ball comes across, usually at that pace, any any defending player gets a bit on it, flies out for a throw in the other side or a corner. But this one, it's almost a perfect fl- <laughs> flick at the near post, which takes everybody out and it just falls perfectly for Hennigan, who's on the angle, just to really just, well, he just has to get his head to it, doesn't he? Just diagonally past, um, diagonally past Lackey in the opposite corner. Um, yeah, odd one, really. I mean, I know, I think Craig said that, you know, looking back on it, Evans perhaps, again, doesn't cover himself. He doesn't react. But then again, I wonder if it is that sort of flick from Piggott that almost takes him unawares. But yeah, Evans is a little bit flat-footed there. So he loses his man. He's sort of, again, he's, He's not on the half turn. He sort of, yeah, he just doesn't react, does he? And the worry is, is the freedom that he's got at the far post, isn't it? I mean, spoiler alert, is that's ominous forbearing for what's going to happen later on, isn't it? Well, and, and you question whether, you know, whether the guy, you know, any, it, it should, would that Evans man really? Would you not expect, uh, uh, you know, one of the, um, you know, one of the centre backs be picking up? But look, you know, as you said, they are a big side. But yeah, it was a, it was a weird one. You know, when Piggott gets the touch, you think, oh, danger over. That's, oh, no, it's not. It's in. Yeah. The two, so, to be fair, there are, are two centre halves pretty marking their two man mountain centre forwards. Aren't yeah, they? good point. Yeah, and, of course. But, I just, I know, and it probably is harsh. Well, is it a little bit harsh in Evans that 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 flick on, as you say, did yeah. sort of start him. But what you don't want to see is whoever's defending is to be looking at the guy they're marking as he's, the guy that they're marking is nodding well, into the net. Yeah, he's ball watching. Is it again? He doesn't react. This is what we and said the, about him centre mid. And the issue will be. From a captain's perspective, if you're seeing your captain do that, 
at what point when your captain turns around to you and says you should be marking at that call you say well hang on a second mate yeah let's just go back a game or two to to Wimbledon when you were staring at your bloke as he was heading it into the back of there you know and I think McMill said something similar probably a little more eloquently than that after post-match was that you know at what point can a captain what point does your do your words carry any weight when you're the one that's making a lot of the Error. mistakes you're trying Errors. to yeah that you're trying to you know rip yeah. people on. yeah jewelry isn't a gift you give just once it's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it blue nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. And it was really noticeable straight after that, Craig, that we started to tire. And I just wonder, you know, a lot of that's physicalness. Physicalness? Words. <laughs> um, but I wonder whether it's just this, the, the players now know, you know, that we concede... Oh, there's, yeah. there's 30 minutes left of the game, and there was all and and, and that kind of atmosphere was sucked out of Portman Road quite understandably as well. Oh, big time. Everyone's kind of just dropped, didn't they? And I'm looking, you know, Harper had not, you know, had certainly tired. I've got Edwards as well, wasn't his usual sprightly self. Even Fraser, you know, who's I don't I'm not sure has been fully fit yet. Um, no. Burns is going to go down with, Again, with an injury in a bit. For me, for me, I like him. I really think he's a good player, as I said before. But Harper had a very similar second half to he did last yeah. week. Very lively in the first half. Landed on the ball second half. <laughs> went missing. But then so, so did Edwards, didn't he? Edwards had a quiet. Yeah, no, no. Absolutely. quite second half. Um, didn't get the ball to him, though, did, to be fair. No, he, he no, just no. Didn't, and like I said about Burns, he, Edwards, you know, you'd love to see him get that open ground. I mean, they obviously sides had done their homework on him already sort of thing, you know, which is, was never going to get. Every time Edwards got the ball, you know, he was really tightly marked when he didn't have any freedom at all. But, yeah, he was very quiet. You're right. But what, what, was, what was noticeable is that but um, Fraser dropped a lot deeper. He was sort of playing alongside Harper. We almost went 4-1, 4-1, and we're just getting deeper and deeper. And we can see it from our corner. Yeah, It's just getting condensed. The whole match is getting condensed into our final third. You think, well, Christ, I'm like, we're at home to Wimbledon. And as you say, Rich, is it now got that issue? And we had it under Keane, I think, when we were conceding these stupid late goals and grabbing draws and defeats from the jaws of victory and draws. It now becomes mental, doesn't it? 
you get towards yeah. the yeah. final, oh, course, yeah, final quarter of matches and everyone's the crowd's getting edgy and they're transposed onto the players who are getting edgy and things are getting kicked out of play and you just it's you could just got to get a bloody win to to get the monkey but off this back. is where the captain this is right craig this yeah. is where the skipper then says right okay lad you know just calm it down let's put a foot on the ball that's what they needed to do they just needed to put their foot on the ball and just get some possession back i mean i think they said after i mean i, I don't know i, I I'm sure I heard Mick Mills um, coming back in the car. Um, first half, I think possession-wise was something like again usual 65-35. But the end of the game, it was 50-50. Yep. You know, so it just shows how much we sort of you know went into our you know just sat back and went into our shells a bit. Yeah, and and I've got no noticeable you know flashes of opportunity for Ipswich for in, in the rest of my notes. Right. You know, 75. There's a, there's an effort for Palm that's deflected wide. He got in down our left-hand side, I think it was. Mm. And then there's these kind of, I, I don't want to say weird substitutions. There's a weird situation with Burns that is he going off, is he staying on with his injury and stuff? And Danassian comes on for him and Aluko for Vincent Young. So the whole right side. Burns, looked he looked proper crocked again, didn't he? I mean, yeah. I think he was out initially, I heard, with an Achilles. So if there's that again, what does that lead to? Another injection? Yeah. Well, ultimately, if, it's, if, you still, if that's breaking down, that's an operation. That's what Paul um, yeah. said, didn't he? He said post-match it's his Achilles and they'd be nursing him through it and he doesn't train very much during the week. So I think, bloody hell, that's ideal in August, isn't it? You've only got <laughs> 40 matches forty matches coming up. But um, you wouldn't and, think it. He's flying, wouldn't he, yesterday? Yeah. I've seen flying at times. Just and then just, yeah, just feels yeah. it. And, yeah. But that that Donassi thing was, Donassi didn't have a shirt, did he? Yeah, um, he did. <laughs> they, they, they kept, I think it was a Luca was in the, they've got the bench and then behind the bench is where all the subs sit and the, other backroom staff yet, and they were throwing shirts down to him. He's like picking it up. No, no. that's uh, that's a Luco. <laughs> Next one, please. No. Oh no, no, no. That one's whoever Jackson. And literally turned out they hadn't got one. So of the eleven backroom staff that Honestly. come out every match, nobody had thought of bringing a Danassian whatever his forty-four shirt with them. So he had to go running off down the touchline to the <laughs> tunnel to get his, to get his shirt to come Do back. I... And by that time, the referee said, "Look, stop ballsing around." You've made the substitution. Not... One of you got to come off. I just felt they were laughing my lad about that because I was thinking, you know, back when I was playing football, wouldn't it have been funny to see him run back, run back to the changing room and then have to run back and say to the coach, anyone got the dressing room key? Dressing room key? <laughs> Was it in a valuables bag? Was it a valuables bag? <laughs> Simple coach boot. <laughs> yeah, uh, that'd have been awesome, awesome, would it? I mean, honestly, you couldn't make it up, could you? Well, you but luckily, that, that, that extended period of time, you know, it didn't, didn't yeah, come to us in the backside later on. <laughs> no, <did> it did. <laughs> yeah, well, and and eighty minutes onwards, there's definitely moments here where Wolf and Burgess and Assin all have to prevent a Wimbledon breakaway, and um, we've talked about the substitution. Um, Coulson going off, presumably fitness, cramp related. Yeah. Um, Penny yeah, comes on, yeah, and then, as you say, Craig, ninety minutes, the the board goes up. We couldn't <sighs> hear it in the north end what it was. Six minutes of added time. There was, there was, <sighs> there was that, <sighs> and there and there had been some shit housing, weren't there? Because Sladky had been booked for time wasting. He'd moved a free kick up a couple of yards, and the referee pushed it back, and all that stuff. We'd obviously had, I think, each team had made three subs at that point, and there's been three goals, so. No, yeah. no, that was fair. Six minutes is about right. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. And, that. and then, yeah, the aforementioned, um, yeah, um, I've, I've even forgot his name, Dave. Who's who's my man? Who I put oh, Hart, Hartigan. Hartigan, Hartigan with, with the corner, Seb. And Hartigan. Craig. Oh, brain's gone to pot. Craig, tell us about the 95th minute. Yeah. Um, 
Well, just, just a quick one on Danassian again. I thought Danassian played well when he came on again. Yeah. He? he defended really well a couple of times. He was one I on one. I kind of got it. Did you? I mean, I kind of got that. I kind of got that substitution. Well, the substitution was a bit weird. It looked like a Luco came on for KBY. It was just how yeah. how it all sort of transpired. But yeah, I mean, I thought. He, but then you look at it again. Is that an indication that we're just getting deeper and deeper? I know Burns had to go off, and but, but you're right. What well, when he came on, I thought Janassian did. I, I think he's done well every, all season when he's been either playing or come on. To be fair, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm just by the by. Um, so yeah, we can see the corner right down near the near the tunnel, right in front of us. And I, my seat looks pretty much along the goal line, stroke six yard box. So it's right right in line with it. Um, there's a deep corner um, to Hennigan. Who's with nobody marking him? And if you watch on the replay, he sort of runs from around, sort of near the penalty spot, and no one's near him. Even when he starts his run, no one's near him. And by the time he's run around the back, Burgess has sort of noticed that there's no one near him and sort of tries to get to him, but doesn't. And it's an okay-ish header. It's not. It's in the middle of the goal. It's it's downwards. It's a pretty rudimentary, regular mm. stop you'd think for a half decent League One keeper. And like he just spills it and, you know, Rudoni is it? I think you pronounce it. He's the first to react. I don't think you can blame anyone once it's bounced off the goalkeeper. You know, it's the just impetus of people rushing in. It just happens to fall to his feet and he stabs it home. But again, it's unfortunately, it's to my eyes, it's another, well, taking into account the fact that the guy's got a free header. It's just another throw your cap on it, goalkeeping save, which yeah, should just should be... be- should do no, not even nine times out of ten is it? it's 99 times out of 100 it's just a, a regular bog standard save and then you know you sit on that you hold on to it for 30 seconds you game over yeah sling it kick the ball at the field and the referee blows his whistle yeah yeah and uh, dare i say that i mean that's gherkin-esque that isn't it we had, we, gherkin had a history of making really good reaction saves but just palming it back into danger even if Haladki. I mean, it's difficult because again, the header is going back across towards him rather than being at the near post where he can palm it wide of yeah, goal. Yeah, he can't. Yeah, he's got to but hold that. He's got to hold it. One, he, there's no pushing out. Well, we did. He blocked it. He's got to hold that. Yeah, yeah Craig's right. For, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, and we don't react. We, again, it's a lack of reaction. I think Burgess, who I thought had it overall had a good game. Overall, had a good game yesterday. Um, he. Um, he just gets almost gets caught. Well, Craig's quite right. He sort of realises the danger again. Reaction a bit too late, and he just gets caught under the ball. He's following the ball, and it's too late then. But I don't late. think he was yeah. marking. I don't think anybody. No, was I don't think he was. No, I don't think he was. No. His no. Run. Harper was quite close to him when he starts his run. Yeah, but I don't. Yeah, I didn't really pick up just, how we were marking. I mean, out of all the, you know, out of all the, you know, given the mistake by the st- mistake by Evans last week and everything else, you know, that, that was a proper signal. That one, a proper kick in the. In the nads, when it really was, and another two goals conceded. I mean, here's, I mean, here's, here's the yeah. attacking momentum graph covering our faces again. You can just see from about the 60th minute after wow. that goal when we conceded, there is nothing about us. There, they, wow. I, it wasn't park the bus either. It was, it was just don't really know what to do, and and that's yeah. the issue there. And as you say, Dave, we talked about this on the pre-match. Wimbledon had averaged about 45 percent possession yeah. away from home. And the stats here, 50-50, as you there say. You go. Yeah. Block shots for them, five. Um, yeah. Corner Same. six. You know, big chances, I guess, you know, 2-1 to us. But shots inside the box, nine, you know? Incredible, um, isn't it? Yeah, that's it was, it was, not... It was similar to the to the MK Dons game, wasn't it? That when, Once it went to 2-2 against MK Dons, there was only ever one team that looked like they were 
going to score a third that knew how to manage that last piece of the game and were actually still going for it. And similarly, once it went to 2-1 yesterday, there only looked like there was one team that was still that still knew how to play the rest of that match. You know, they knew that they had to get another goal. We didn't know where to the stick or twist. And then we just, as we said, we just got deeper and deeper and deeper and sort of yeah. invited them onto us. Yeah. And booze at the end as well. They were louder than they were the week before. I mean, get it, aren't you? That's it. As each game goes on, that's what you're going to get, I'm afraid. And, and you know, Cook has bemoaned that, you know, he said, I think you could, I won't do the accent, <laughs> you could fill in stadium at 2-0 as a lovely atmosphere, as jovial and everyone was euphoric. Unfortunately, when women had got the goal, you could feel the tension in the stadium come and you could also feel the tension in the players' decision-making. Um, the best way to relieve pressure is to keep the ball, and unfortunately, at the minute, for a variety of reasons, we're probably not doing as well as we should be, but we'll keep going. Um, you know, it does beg the question, really. And again, we've discussed it. I know Craig's mentioned it, I think, last week. You know, how many, you know, the size of our coaching staff, but have we got a defensive coach? Well, I mean, mm. come on, you know, it's rudimentary stuff. I mean, look, yesterday there wasn't any glaring reason, any glaring, you know, it wasn't a missed penalty. It wasn't getting caught on the ball, the central midfielder getting caught on the ball 20 yards, 30 yards from goal. It was just careless, careless goals yesterday, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, not glaring mistakes, but just carelessness sort of thing yeah let's jump into the questions shall we let's see if we can shed any light on on those and first up from mullet um a lot was made of fitness at itfc but we are once again making subs and changes due to players not being up to it is this more bad luck or signs craig that something still isn't right yeah, well, plainly something's still not right. And it was quite interesting, actually, when, when Vincent Young got taken off today, he didn't look particularly happy to have been taken off. At the, He was like having a conversation with Cook as as the substitute, as he walked around the pitch back to the dugout. So I don't know whether that, would, would that substitution have been made by virtue of, you know, the, the data that they were getting on him rather than you know, what the player was telling them? Because I say, he didn't feel like he needed to come off. Um, fit, yeah, yeah. The the course when you can understand, you know, the guy's had COVID, so he, you know, and a interrupted preseason, so he probably is getting back to full fitness. As you said about um, Burns carrying a niggly injury, which is got grumbling Achilles, so you can understand that one as well. Um, I don't really understand Vincent Young. Not he had a full preseason, as he had a shoulder injury, obviously last year. Um, there's no real reason why. For a manager who puts so much stock into preseason and wants his teams to be as fit as possible, blah blah blah, it is a concern that um, we're not. It, it was it was an happen. odd one, wasn't he? I mean, I, I was trying to think of what happened. Did he did he go through it? No, he didn't, did he? I mean, it would have been perfectly natural, <clears throat> which you know, to push to put perhaps Danassian in it, put Danassian in at right back, and just push Vincent Young forward, which he's done be yeah. which he's done before and worked really well, and perhaps almost then keep on the front foot, but. Yeah, but then we, would, we wouldn't have seen wouldn't have seen Sonia Luca on the pitch well, <laughs> if we'd have done that. <laughs> Got to justify his existence. Oh, yeah, uh, I mean, a quick one here from Jack. Um, at what point does a bad run become a bottomless pit? <laughs> um, I think. Well, have you got an answer for that one? I don't, I... Well, not not quite yet, Jack. I don't think not quite yet. But it's all I, all I would say is, looking at the five games we had in August and the five games we've got coming up in September, they look a wee bit more challenging to me than yeah. on paper than than the five we've just had. So, yeah, um, let's let's look at it at the end of September. I think. Um, Tom, um, we'll stay with you on this one, Dave. Do you think Hladki is not coping with the difference in size of stadium and crowd? His reputation was superb. 
Yeah, he looks a bag of nerves even when kicking the ball. Yeah, I saw this question. Yeah, I, I think I think he could already. He could perhaps just do with a rest and you know, let's just give give Holy a chance next. You know, at, at Wickham, you know, I don't look not necessarily. Holy last season. I mean, look, it's just a crisis season. We all know how it panned out. But was he that? Was he truly that bad last season? Was he? I mean, I don't know. I think. I think the trouble with Holy is six foot seven, and he just doesn't bloody dominate as he should do. He doesn't, does he? You know, he doesn't punch his weight or height. You know, punch his weight or height. That's the issue. That well, he doesn't punch at all. But no, that's <laughs> that's that's, that's that, is, that is, I think, the issue with Holy. But yeah, I mean, I think. Yeah, I, I remain unconvinced by by Ladkey. Definitely, as, yesterday I think just confirmed it. Was it Tom? As Tom says, he does look. He looks a bag of nerves, doesn't he? He, he does, does look um, nervous. Just, I know it's just, this week just, one. Just in general, you know, yeah. not when he's got the ball at his feet or anything. He just just doesn't look a commanding. Com- he just looks settled. Comfortable. Yeah, that's it. And because there were plenty of pods, the possibly the D three D four pod or um, not the top oh. twenty, was saying that. This guy should be playing championship football, not not League One football. Really? You know how the hell have Ipswich managed to persuade him to play League One? He should be playing another league above. Well, bloody hell, I'm really yet to see anything that suggests he's any better than Holy. No, well, and it, this is really. this is the heart of no, the exactly. bit of news um, to lob into the mix oh. from um, Football Insider. Um, sorry, there's an office joke in there somewhere. Um, that we've joined <laughs> the race. I don't know whether we're winning the race, but we've just joined the race um, for along with Nottingham Forest and Derby for Brighton goalkeeper Christian Walton, um, uh, who's um, 25, available for transfer after Brighton slashed. It's an end of season bargain. Um, slash their asking price. Um, and Richard, any any yeah. further on that? As as he, do we know? Has he how many sort of appearances for Brighton? Has he sort of played? Oh, I know the name. I think I'm sure I know the name. If you keep talking amongst yourselves, I'll get his stats. They had Ryan. I forget they got in goal. I forget they got. In what do you think about it? If that is true, and and we, you know, that doesn't well. bode well, does it? I mean, does that suggest well, that just that just shows that perhaps the managers lost a, already lost a bit of uh, lost a bit of confidence there. Well, it Although, doesn't. It, it doesn't bode well for poor old Holy because Holy's going to be the one that gets <laughs> slung out the club by virtue of Hladky not yeah. being particularly great at the moment, isn't it? Yeah. Hladky, Holy's probably thinking, well, you know, I'm quite happy being a number two for the time being. Yeah, here's, yeah, yeah, here's my, my chance. chance. Yeah. He's going to end up in back in League Two or something playing because the guy in front of him is no good. So, Walton has, uh, I mean, he's he's been at Brighton since 2013. He's made three appearances for them. Oh, but okay. loan spells at Bury, Plymouth, Luton, Southend, two at Wigan. There you go. Oh, okay. <laughs> so presumably he's played under Cook and, yep. and Blackburn nah. last season. He actually played 46 games oh, for Blackburn blimey. in the Championship right. last season. Oh, wow. Okay. You kind of feel like that maybe is a, is a signing where Paul Cook's influence is probably One the get. most telling there. But it'd be unlikely that if, if there's Championship clubs linked, he'll come to us, will he? Well, I don't know. We've won the, I think we've won the race on most most players this season, albeit bar, bar one. But we've, um, beat, we've beaten Derby to, beaten Derby <laughs> to Son, Son Air Luco. And would you want to go to Forest not... at the moment? I don't know. Well, there yeah. you go. So keep, uh, want to keep an eye on for the next few days. Yeah. Um, Andrew Cook, Paul Cook and Marcus Evans appointment say no more. I think Ashton and Game Change have been pretty quite happy to take some credit or at least um, show they were quite happy with that appointment as well, though, weren't they, guys? Well, they're hardly going to say anything else at the time. No, they're not at the time, were they? Um, remains to be seen, isn't it? You know, yeah. as, as we said previously, it's all very well asking for fans' patience and you know, wondering how long the fans will give him. We just don't know 
how long owners and CEOs Look, and chairmen are going to give him. We just don't know. This won't this won't be allowed to fester, will it? Well, I think we can no. safely say that it won't. Um, but what that cutoff point is, who knows? I don't know. Yeah, what's reasonable? Well, and yep. let's, let's add in Adam Adam's question here, Dommy Boy seventy nine. I think Cook is right about the preseason. With the players coming in, we all said it would take time, and it will. I'm not making big sweeping judgments until the end of September. My patience will probably run out by Christmas. When will your patience run out, guys? Um, I don't know if. It, well, crikey, if we if we if we're in the same position we are as Dave said, we've got a difficult, sept- relatively difficult September coming up. Once you get to October, and there's Portsmouth, that Sunderland in October. Yeah. Exactly that, yeah, and we're still in the in the bottom four. These guys are gonna are gonna have to start wanting to see some sort of return yeah. on their investment. You'd have thought, and if if we're not even in the top half of the table, there's gonna have to come a point, isn't there? I, I'd yeah. imagine Chris, Christmas for me, I think, uh, similar to Adam, uh, from my perspective, I think, if yeah. we're still floundering, then then you've got to start making changes. But then you're gonna have a, a new guy coming in with seventeen, eighteen brand new players who he may or may not have wanted. You know, we've yeah. literally thrown so much money and trust into cook to get this right it's god almighty why is it only only us only us us. yeah only us could do this do you are you agreeing with that dave are you i think so i think yeah christmas and then of course you know christmas new man in good god another transfer window (laughs) um yeah it's um i i think that's probably about right yeah um, Paul Westley, if the changes hadn't been forced, as in Coulson and Burns, do we hold on to that leave, Dave? That lead, Dave? Oh, I don't know. Cause I think, the ch- yeah, that would, if those changes would have been made. You know, clearly they're managing Burns. So I think Burns perhaps would have come off anyway, wouldn't he? Because obviously if they say they're managing his injury, that's a, that's a hard one. I think we regressed a bit. As I said, you know, we brought it on with, you know, just put, taking off KBY, putting on putting on Danassian and as Craig uh, rightly said the effervescent Shani Aluko um can I use that word anyway um yeah um we sort of we, we regressed and almost invited it invited it on a bit but again as we said it's just general fitness especially in center center mid there I mean mm. I think Craig or Joe said that Harper from about the hour onwards just looked done mm. you know just 21 year old for Christ's sake you know 21 yeah look at him he's a specimen any physical but crikey you know just just seems general fitness not there and the thing is as well, Paul Cook says, you know, he wants his team to be pressing, pressing, pressing. That very, very, very rarely happens. Yeah. Pickett will press, Fraser will press. Then there's a 40-yard gap to your central midfielders. Well, it's either they're being told not to do it or they can't do it. What do you think of, I thought, what do you think of Pickett yesterday? I, I thought, thought uh, he's isolated, wasn't he, for a start? Yeah, but I, I, I thought considering he was so isolated, he did all right, didn't he? Did, yeah. I, I'm not sure he looked fully fit either. I think Cook admitted yeah. that. Yeah, I think he's, right. he's he's good. He's strong, isn't he? He holds yeah. the ball up. He gets he gets himself. What he did, Daryl Murphy used body, to do, didn't he? When the ball's already in the air, he gets himself to where the ball's yeah. going to be, or he sees where the defender is and gives yeah. him a bit of a nudge to get into position. I think he's yeah, he's strong. He was holding the ball up. He yeah. played a, in front of us day first half. He dropped right back onto the halfway line and slid that ball all yeah. the way down the touchline. Then he to Burns yeah. at yeah. one point. Yeah, no, um, it's a play. Now he's. I, I, you know, you need to, all right, they gave him that. Okay, he got the penalty yesterday. However, they gave him that goal during the week. Lord only knows, <laughs> but, there you, but there you go. Um, I think it would be a good player for us. And, yeah, he was isolated yesterday. But, yeah, generally, I thought he did. Yeah. I'm glad he thought the same as I thought he did okay. Um, James Chidwick here. Are we, are we missing Toto? Um, I know he makes mistakes, but he does love a solid tackle. Everyone needs to calm down, he adds. 
Stick with Cook, small margins, and we'd have an extra five points. Last two years, great in August, finished poor. Hopefully, this is the opposite. Your thoughts on Toto? I thought Wolfenden certainly had a better day yesterday, didn't he? Much better, I thought. Yeah, yeah. much better. Um, Enciola just gives you that physical presence, though. You know, doesn't you know? Just heads stuff away, gets in the way. Just yeah, not the most mobile, but he is that physical physical presence there. I thought, but I, I thought Burgess looks looks a good player, doesn't he? Do, do you agree yeah. with that? You know, yeah, he just yeah. looks polished. You know, good left foot. You know, just strong. Reads the game quite well. And I said like yesterday, the centre halves. Um, you know, in general play, I thought cope really well with the physical threat yesterday more than any other game probably. Yeah. Um, a couple of times as well, Wolfenden got the board end in it and, and yeah. pinged a couple of passes and he, and he strode forward with the ball once yeah. or twice, didn't he, as well? But I know I know the question wasn't about Burgess, but again, I thought Burgess was really good yesterday. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think you know, Coulson was probably, to my mind, man yeah, of the match, too. but Burgess wasn't a million miles behind him. I thought he just looks a really good, really good defender. Yeah, it'd be really interesting to see how how this Edmondson uh, this Edmondson looks. But again, you know they've got to get him up to you know up yeah. to pace. He's not just going to come straight a centre half. It's not just going to come and then it's not like a, a forward or a midfield play where you give a centre half twenty minutes. It's 20 not going to happen, yeah. is it? It's not going to happen. So you know it'll be interesting to see once you know if he can you know get up to pace and how quickly. But he gets up to pace. But you'd think. Yeah, I wouldn't, you know, probably now a little bit people will be calling me out for this because I heard, you know, walking out of the ground, oh, Wolfen, he's terrible, he's rubbish. And oh, I'm sorry, I disagreed yesterday. I thought he played really quite well. But clearly, I think and he's not going to drop Burgess. If any, if Edmondson does come in and they stick to the two centre-backs, it's going to be it's going to be Wolfenden, isn't it, you'd think? Yep. yep. Um, FBL tracked a slightly different change of pace here. Have we reached the stage where Paul Cook should piss in all four corners of the corner? <laughs> I pitch? saw that. <laughs> um, James Gulk, um, for me, the changes don't come early enough or are the right ones. The attack looked shot after 60 minutes. We need an injection of fresh legs to spark a change. We sat back to hold on to lead, which we which we know we cannot do. Attack is the best form of defence, especially at the moment. Agree with that? There's not yeah, well, who, fresh legs on the bench, is there? Uh, who would you? You've only got Jackson as a striker to bring on. I don't think you'd really bring Jackson on at that point. Would you? If you want something to stick up front, he's probably not the the right kind of player to bring on. Um, who was to? Oh, yeah, I suppose you had Barry on, didn't there? But yeah. tough to bring an 18 year old yeah. on yeah. In that type scenario, isn't it? Really? Yeah, especially especially when we'd sort of dropped um, Fraser back a little bit to play more alongside Harper. Um, I just don't think they've they haven't just. From a coaching stroke manager tactic perspective and from a player perspective, the last two games, we just haven't managed the games particularly well. I don't think yeah. the changes the changes from a substitution perspective, as James ever saying, I think, and from a tactics perspective, I don't think we've got it right for the last couple of games in those last 20 minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes of matches. Mm-hmm. Well, so that, then that goes on to the, sorry, Rich, that goes on to the question that we've always been asking is about assistant managers. You know, if you're looking for a bit of advice and you've got, I know, God, we've spoken about it so so often. Gary Roberts, who's got no qualification, no no experience, and Franny Jeffers, who's under twenty three, striking coach from Everton, and um, Craney, the kit man from in in name only, we'd have been led to believe um, from Wigan. He's not turning around to a guy who's been assistant manager for two hundred matches who can say, "Do you know what we need to do X Y Z?" You know, he's literally there by himself. Yeah, yeah, and and. Yeah, the criticism is the lack of defensive sensibilities there amongst those staff. And, well. and also, what we spoke about earlier, I think they're missing a real leader out there at the moment. 
they're missing a leader on the on the on the pitch. You know, some I hate to say, it, you know, I hate to say it, someone like a Chambers who would get you who would get into players and just get them up the pitch if necessary. We just mm. haven't got that at the moment. Final question here from Ben, which uh, Ben Dawkins, which definitely I think um, chimes with a lot of the sentiment out there at the moment. Um, how is it that other teams in the top half of the league seem to have managed preseason during preseason rather than August? We all sign new players who should be keeping fit. And I don't think anyone was impacted by the Euros. The excuses are kind of coming out now a little bit, aren't they? Yeah, question. Mean, yeah, yeah, they are, I think. But, you know, no one signed the, no one signed the amount of players with, well, it's quite, quite, although you're going to correct me on that, aren't you? Burton, but there was a turnover. Morecambe got a Mor- Sorry, Morecambe. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they're doing okay. But, you know, clearly we've signed, again, we've signed one or two players that come with pre-existing issues. Edmondson. Perhaps Chaplin came. I mean, okay, we've only seen him for a brief, you know, a brief, what, an hour, was it, in the first game? Um, that's our age-old recurring problem, it seems to be. Mm. Yeah, your thoughts about that one, Craig? I mean, Yeah, as, as I, think, I think it will be very, very, very soon that those those excuses will start bearing very thin, won't they? Yeah, you yeah. Know, at the end of the day, we, we are in a, a far more privileged position in terms of our finances and the sort of players you're at, you can you've been permitted to bring in, if they're that good, then they don't need to be gelling in, in League One, you know, by virtue of just being better players in a system which they're supposedly being coached in for weeks on end, you'd think that would be enough to, to get you through matches. I say, if you've got, wings are working fine, but you've got a huge gaping hole down the middle of the pitch at the, between striker, through the number 10, into those two central midfielders. That just simply isn't working. And we're trying it. Now, this, this is supposed to be Paul Cook's nailed on formation it's the one he plays all the time the one he's only ever he's only ever played this formation well he should know how to coach it or he should have someone near him who can coach those players to play it because it's it's, it's nothing new to him if it's something new to the players they need to be coached how to play it but it's not working at the moment as i say those excuses that are coming out are going to be wearing very thin with people very shortly somehow yeah. somehow we need to find a league one version of N'Golo Kante. It'd be perfect. <laughs> we do. That's definitely the target. Um, gentlemen, thank you for answering those questions. And and um, thank you for everyone who, who pinged in a Twitter question. Really appreciate those. Um, help drive forward the conversation. Let's do a very brief roundup because I'm going to put the league table up, but it's not anything to get excited about. Um, some key results there. Um, it's clear at the top of the table. Um, a, a Sunderland 3-1 Wickham. That's a pretty imposing victory there for... Sunderland, a good goal from Embleton in that one as well. And Wickham, obviously, our opponents, assuming there's no postponement next week. Um, Sheffield Wednesday are still second, but they were defeated by Morecambe. So Morecambe, no mugs. Um, Oxford, three. Lincoln, one. Lincoln struggling a little bit after um, their good season last time out. And look at Wigan um, defeating Danny Cowley's Portsmouth. Liam Richardson, um, he knows how to get a victory for them. One nil win for them on Saturday um, and um, Burton just outside uh, the playoff positions having drawn with Cheltenham on Friday and down the bottom there we are two teams on three points I think, and then one point each for Crew and Donny um, I think the thing the thing that sticks out there Rich is um, obviously the lack of a green W and um, and also crikey the only club to concede a double figure goals there you go yep blimey Stark Right, we like the the second worst in the whole football league, aren't we? In terms of oh, goals. are we? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. See two worst. goals a week, you're gonna. But get, we're entertaining. Yeah. Um, and another thing to mention in the roundup: um, a first goal um, at 
um, a professional level for Tyree Simpson yesterday mm. for Swindon. Nice got on the end of a nice... The winner, um, wasn't it? The, the winner. Only goal, wasn't yeah. it? Was it 1-0, I think? So, um, well done to him. Mm. And um, that's your lot. Notice it all gone, Craig, very quickly. And, and Darber played again, didn't he? Played a whole match for Salford and signed his new yeah. contract during the week, didn't he? Yeah, I saw two years. Yeah, obviously well, well thought of. Mm. So, that, I'm not noticing the clock, so I'm going to skip, hop and jump to the finish line here. Um Plugs for next week. I, I, depending on Wickham, it sounds like Wickham need to make the decision about whether it's a postponement or not. Um, we'll do the usual run of shows. Um, either way, there's likely to be a live show or a flagship show. Um, so we'll keep a lookout for that one. Um, the other thing we need to say is good luck to ITFC women. They, they've they're 100% record um, going into Cardiff City later on. We're obviously recording just beforehand. Um, so good luck to them. Um, and um, let me just put along the bottom where you can find us and all that kind of stuff. Where can we find you guys on Twitter, Craig? Can we? Where can we find you? Uh, I'm on Fims75. Fims75. And Dave? At David Diamond 3. And go looking just as it scrolls there. Um, Blue Monday Pod Team on the Instagram. Definitely the area of our social media we're expanding the most. So definitely worth a follow there. You can find me at Ips Rich. And that is your lot. Thank you again, gentlemen. Thank you, everyone, for your contributions. Um, who wants to have the final word? I mean, is it? Do we want to get the C word out, Dave? I don't know. If, oh. No, no, not yet. No, it's not quite got that bad, Rich. Come on now. That four letter, that four letter C word. It's not quite got that bad yet for either. I'd say. No, it, it start. The revolution starts next Saturday at Wickham. There you go. Three points. <laughs> It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.